Hey ladies, welcome to the Happy Body Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke. Are you struggling with changes in your body? Maybe you've just hit your 30s or 40s and you've gained weight, but no matter how much you hit the gym or eat kale, the scale will not budge. Well, hey, I have a solution for you. I'm a hypno coach and I help women just like you every single day change the way their brains think to get results in the body that actually stick. Let's dive in. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Becca. She came to me a little over a year ago for hypnotherapy to lose weight. And in the first three months, she lost 15 pounds. But most importantly, since then, The changes that she made, she's continued, and a year later, she's lost over 30 pounds, she's feeling amazing in her body, and she's living her life from a much more fulfilling, holistic, and happier place. So I invited Becca here today to share with you what worked for her and what is it about hypnotherapy that not only created changes in her body immediately, but what made it stick. Becca, thank you so much for coming in. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking to you today. So tell us a little bit about where you were with your health before you found my program. Sure. So I was about 170 pounds, five, four, my best day. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't eating the best diet. I, you know, and I just like, wasn't feeling great in my clothes. I had gained a lot of weight over the pandemic and was sort of just playing the avoiding game, but I knew I wanted to change. I was craving change, but I was just being very avoidant in everything. And so that was sort of the, that, that was sort of the lay of the land <laughs> when I first decided that I wanted to make a change. And that's, that's where I was. I'd painted that picture of like physically, but then also mentally where I was, you know, I wasn't the happiest. I wasn't really living my life in the most focused of ways. There was a few things that I had in my life that I would say are just the good things that I had going on for me. And I I was really clinging to those things and just sort of ignoring the rest and pushing it all under the rug for another day. So I was just kind of floating through life without a ton of direction. Yeah. And I remember when we first met, you were talking a lot about how in your family, there wasn't a lot of modeling of what does health look like? What does it look like to exercise? What does it look like to eat well? And so I remember you saying, I want to take care of myself, but I don't really know how to even implement that into my life. Yeah. That just wasn't something that was really important in my family growing up. I was never really somebody who I would consider was athletic. You know, my family didn't prioritize sports. We were more a music and arts type family, which is totally fine, but it just wasn't something that I even had as a lifestyle ever growing up. So it's, it felt very overwhelming to have to start this journey from scratch. And it kind of feels like everybody around me sort of already knew what they were doing. So I felt like I was starting behind the starting line almost, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Well, and it's really funny. I'm glad you shared there was the physical goal when you came in and then there was the emotional piece because a year ago when you first came to me, if I'd asked you like what was happening emotionally, 
I don't know if you would have made that connection, right? Like a lot of people come into hypnotherapy. They say to me, I want to lose 30 pounds. I just want to fit into my skinny jeans. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go, let's get this going. Right. And I love that how we, when we got to like session three or four and we were doing inner child work and we were working with emotions. I remember asking you when we were going to get to the body and losing weight part of the session. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I said, just trust me. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're getting to that. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. So what was it that started creating the shift for you? Like when you started exercising more, because one of the other things I do remember you saying is that exercise feels like a chore. That was like a big goal for you. It was like, I just want to exercise more. I don't like it. I'm not an athlete. I'm not Mm -hmm. coordinated, which is an identity, right? Mm -hmm. You had a lot of identity tied into, I'm not coordinated, therefore, I don't like to work out. Yes. What was the shift? Yeah. I mean, like I was embarrassed to go to the gym. It was, I didn't feel like I was doing anything right. It felt like everybody was looking at me and I knew form was poor because again, not an athlete, but going back to what you were saying about how exercising was a chore, this to me was like the biggest thing because if I had put on my calendar, I'm going to exercise like three or four times this week, I would literally put it off to the very last thing to do because it's just like, it was hovering over me all day. You know, I really, really didn't want to go. And that was one of the biggest goals that I had coming to you was if I could just change my relationship with the gym to where that wasn't like the cloud hovering over my head. I would feel so much better. And so that was actually probably like the biggest shift. And I noticed once it finally started clicking for me, I started to really crave, like not just going to the gym, but exercise and movement in general. So now I'm going to the gym a couple of times a week, but I'm active every single day and getting that necessary movement and making my body feel good and, you know, burning calories and building muscle. But it's just something that's incorporated in my life now, as opposed to this thing on my to-do list, which yes, that like, if you had, if you told old Becca a couple years ago, that this was going to be like a thing that I incorporated through my everyday life, I would have just laughed at you. Cause that's just not me. I was somebody that would come home from work and make, you know, probably come home with takeout and sit in front of the TV. And like, that's how I would spend my evening. And now I spend my evenings taking my dogs for walks on the beach or signing up for a yoga class with my friends, or I'm always trying to figure out how to incorporate movement, which just it was never something that I ever did before. And it's something that is a part of my life now, which is a gift yeah. <laughs> in and of itself. And yeah. it's funny because I remember when we first talked about it, like there were some things that you liked doing, like paddleboarding, for example. I remember you saying, well, I really love paddleboarding, but in your mind, paddleboarding didn't count as movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so that was the first shift of like movement doesn't have to be punishment, right? Mm -hmm. It actually can be a reward. It can be something that feels really good. If you allow yourself to cultivate the things that actually do feel good in your body, eventually movement becomes rewarding and then you start craving it. It's your brain starts turning to it in those moments when you feel tired and overwhelmed instead of wanting to just lay on the couch and get takeout. You're kind of like, I know this thing is going to make me feel better. Yes, it does feel good. And I think that's the big realization is I used to use food, honestly, to feel good and get those feel good things coming. Um, But that lasted, you know, what, for 10 minutes while you're eating your meal. And then you just feel 
helpful and not great. But when you do movement on the other side of that, it lasts like several hours after I move my body. And so it's just a much more sustainable way to kind of just keep yourself at peace and happy. And just being able to have that mind-body connection to even recognize that that's like something that you're doing for yourself is is also a gift. So, yeah. Yeah. So the mind-body connection, you felt like that increased from regularly practicing hypnosis? 1,010%. Yeah. And that's because we do the body scans at the beginning of every session. Mm-hmm. It's building something called interoceptive awareness. So you're becoming acutely aware of the sensation of the body in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm so much more in tune with my body now in general. And I think that that is due 1000% to what you just said. Yeah. Amazing. So you lost 30 pounds. You're working out. I know you go to Rebel Fit Club. You're like obsessed with those classes, which is so funny because yeah, it's when a you first came class. to me, you were like, I hate hit. <laughs> and now I you did. love it. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with it. It's so funny. I know all the instructors and I know what classes I like to take. I'm like really into it. And that's because I didn't consider myself a runner. I hated cardio and obviously like it has a, a huge cardio component. And that's the thing where we have to look at those belief systems that are feeding certain identities of like, well, I'm not a runner therefore, right? It's a belief mm-hmm. system that keeps you from taking certain action. Mm-hmm. And so when we shift that belief at the core level, then your actions and your habits align with the new identity, then I'm the kind of person who can find reward in moving my body in fun and creative ways, like walking Mm -hmm. the dogs, getting outside. And then you feel better, you feel more motivated. And then you start doing the things like the hit classes because you build that reward pathway around movement. Yep. It's definitely built my confidence and allowed me to realize that I can level up and do different things. And then I would recommend to anybody that starting like their own fitness journey and looking for something that they would want to incorporate is just to, you know, try new things because you'd be really surprised of what might stick with you, even if you think that it's not something that you would be interested in at the time. And then find something that you love and can get into. I'm so grateful that I found that fitness studio because I really look, it's so funny. It is now one of my favorite parts of the day when I get to go mm-hmm. to a certain class that I know I'm going to love the music in the class and the moves are going to be fire. But the thing that I love so much about it is it gives me such good endorphins. So I usually go at the beginning of the day because I just feel so wired after and joyful in a good way. So I always try and start my day with a good hit class. Yeah. And then it becomes the keystone habit that sets you up for the rest of the day when it comes to making those decisions about food and the way you're talking to yourself and the way you're feeling in your body, right? Okay. So you had all these physical successes. Successes. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about what else. I know that there were some other things that were going on in your life when we were working together. So what other transformations did you feel? Yeah. So I think we started working together in January and then I went through probably one of the biggest traumas (laughs) or big life events that I had gone through in my life in mid-March. I went through a really bad breakup with my fiance. And I mentioned in the beginning that I wasn't, you know, feeling my best. I wasn't in the best place in my life. And I would have said like that relationship, I even think I said to you, you know, my, my boyfriend and I, that's good. This is just like a shining thing that's in my life. 
That was like the thing that was going well. And then when that crumbled in mid-March and it was just, I was completely blindsided. He broke up with me and I just had no idea it was coming. I remember when we showed up on that Zoom call, I think I was just like in absolute tears. And I think you thought we were hopping on a call to talk about health and wellness. (laughs) (laughs) And you just completely had to pivot and you were so sweet. I think I was on the call with you for like two hours that day. But I say all that to say that I don't know how I would have gotten through that awful trauma in my life if it was not for hypnotherapy and sort of just able to work through that on a more subconscious level because everything in my reality was really crumbling for me at that time. And I couldn't logic any of it out because none of it really made sense to me. And so to be able to talk to you about what was going on and then sort of have you go in and talk to my my brain, so to speak, <laughs> um, made all the difference. And I I have a lot of friends and family that have complimented me on my strength on getting through that time in my life, as they put it so gracefully and as quickly as I did, which is funny because it definitely didn't feel graceful or quick to me. Mm. But I always talk about the work that we've done in hypnotherapy. And I don't think that I would have gotten through it as easily or as quickly as I did without that type of work. Mm. And it's just, it's funny because all it All it is, is coming back to that relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting about this work, and I see this happen with a lot of my clients when they come in to work on one area of their life, like health or weight loss or whatever it is, it ends up impacting all of the areas. It's completely holistic because Mm -hmm. the choices you're making about loving and caring for your body with food and exercise all, all come back to your relationship with yourself. And that's usually reflected in your relationships, in your career, your friendships. Mm-hmm. And so I see this happen a lot where when you start to reshape that relationship, sometimes things start to shift a little bit. And mm-hmm. I'm just glad I was able to move through that with you. And it's funny because I love how you say I talk to your brain. And <laughs> and although that's what it seems like, all I was doing, Becca was teaching you how to talk to yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. reminding you that you are worthy of your own love through that whole process. Because going through a breakup or the end of a relationship can feel sometimes like we internalize what that means about who we are. And oh, yeah. So- Oh yeah. I felt abandoned. I felt unworthy. And I was being so hard on myself. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about every single action that I had done to drive this person away from me. And I remember you just kind of going in and reminding all the reasons that, first of all, I even attracted that type of love that I thought was so powerful to begin with. And really just taking a couple steps back and then figuring out how to move forward from there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and your relationships and dating look very different now. Yeah. <laughs> they they absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. It's completely, it's a complete 180. But at, at the time though, I mean, this was literally only a year ago, but I have a completely different perspective on the type of person that I want in my life. And my entire approach is really just not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it just comes with like knowing myself more too. I think obviously hypnotherapy is is amazing and an amazing stepping stone to just being able to really know who you are and be comfortable with who you are. 
Yeah. And being able to connect and listen to that inner voice. What does the deepest part of me actually feel in this situation? I know for me, the shift that I had with hypnotherapy and the reason I went to a hypnotherapist seven years ago was because of relationship stuff. So that's actually what got me into it. And then it opened the door for all this other healing. And did you go to a hypnotherapist for relationship stuff and then just realize that it was amazing for you or how did, how did that happen? That's pretty essentially how that happened. So I went to the hypnotherapist. I saw her in person a couple of times. I started listening to hypnosis on my own. And I, I mean, I laugh and joke now that I think it was like the gateway drug to meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first, the the biggest realization I had, or the biggest relief that I had from that was the feeling of, of actually spending time in the space between my thoughts and actually hearing what that internal voice of mine felt. I had spent my entire life asking the external world for validation, asking for opinions, turning externally. Every time the end of a relationship happened, I thought it was like a rejection of who I was or something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I started learning that there's a voice within me and I deserve my own love, first of all. And I need to listen to that voice and hear what it needs. Mm-hmm. What does it need? And then I offer myself that internal validation, that internal housekeeping. Mm-hmm. And then everything started to shift. And I did that over the course of several years. And I always loved hypnotherapy, but at the time I was doing events for a nonprofit. So it just didn't make sense to go back to school. I had a whole other career. <laughs> and then one day I just was like, that's it. I had high blood pressure from doing <laughs> events in Beverly Hills. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. My health was screaming at me. Yeah. It was another intuitive feeling that was like, you got to go. You have to move into something that's more in alignment with you, which is healing arts. So that's like how I ended up in this. Yeah. That's so funny. I can't picture you doing events. <laughs> this is like so what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. Oh my goodness. Yep. You know, we've all been taught to like not listen to that voice within. And as women, we have incredible intuition. Mm-hmm. But we're taught from very young age to not feel it and ignore it and get all of your validation externally, exactly what I was just describing about myself. And that's where the relationship stuff comes in. That's where the body image stuff comes in. That's where we get really confused with our food and our exercise because we're trying to take direction from everyone else and we stop listening to our body. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about that mind-body connection, when you start to reconnect and actually feel, you become so intuitive about it, you know there's something within you that will tell you like what it is that you need. And while, yes, we need some guidance getting there, whether it's hypnotherapy or a nutritionist or working with a trainer, you know, there are people that can kind of guide you, but you always have to be willing to stop and say, I have the final say if this works for me or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I actually am working with a trainer and he gives me food, fitness advice, obviously, but I'm in tune enough with my body. Or I mentioned how much I love Revel and going to hit classes, but if my body is tired that day... I give myself a rest day and rest is also so important in this weight loss journey as well. And just overall wellness. And I don't feel bad taking that rest day, like by any means. I want to bring up something that was kind of a funny thing that I remember from when we were first starting to work together, when you came to a session and you're about to go to Europe. So you're feeling really good. You were going on a trip you're feeling better after the breakup and you had it all, you were like, okay, so I'm going to go on this trip and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to start this like hundred day 
hit workout thing <laughs> where you were like, I'm going to work out really intensely for a hundred days straight and I'm not going to eat any carbs. <laughs> I think you're talking about me doing 75 hard. Oh, 75 off. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know what 75 hard is, but it's basically like this thing where you, yeah, you do two workouts a day, two um, workouts a day. There it is. Yeah. Something really intense. It's really <laughs> intense. Yeah. And there's a lot of other components that go to it. Not saying anything bad about 75 yeah. hard, but yeah, I was like, I'm going to go let myself have this fun time. And then I'm just going to go and hit it really hard. Right. Like the all or nothing thinking I'm going to eat whatever I want, drink whatever I want. And then I'm going to come back and I'm like, go ham town, right? Mm-hmm. That's that extreme one end or the other. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I didn't interrupt you. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's what I told myself that I needed to do to be able to go and enjoy this trip. And then I find actually coming back from that trip, I think I got such good perspective when I was in Europe. I was there for three weeks. And you know, when you're just sort of able to get away from regular everyday life, things that you've been practicing and focusing on just sort of like start to settle in. Yes. I honestly think I had that sort of those sort of revelations during that trip. And I came back actually with less anxiousness and less nervousness than I'd ever had coming back from vacation. Usually <laughs> that's always a thing in and of itself, but I had such a peace about my workouts and I actually was able to come back and just pick up right where I left off. There wasn't a lag in terms of like not being able to get back into it, but I didn't feel this anxiousness or craziness because it was also just part of my lifestyle at that point. I wasn't doing a fad workout or a fad diet. This was just what I do now. And I'm, it's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle. It's not every, you know, for 30 days. And that's the shift. That's the sustainable piece about the mindset work. Where do you think you'd be had you not done hypnotherapy? I feel like I would be in regular therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, so funny story, like the breakup and all the other stuff that I had going on in my life. I was actually doing cognitive therapy for a moment while you and I were working together as well. And honestly, like, I'm not shitting. Can I say shit? Yeah. On my podcast, you can say whatever words you want to say. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not shitting on cognitive therapy by any means. I know that it's been helpful for a lot of people and it's obviously all about the therapist that you work with and whatnot. But so I did that for about six months while we were doing our hypnotherapy too. And that really honestly, like didn't connect with me as much with the work that we did in terms of like, I guess it was helpful to be able to talk things out with someone else, but I found that's more of this mind-body connection and the work that we do in hypnotherapy has really trumped any kind of talk therapy that I've tried in the past. I really don't think that I would have been able to make the lifestyle changes that I've made. I'm sure, you know, I've always been like a little bit of a yo-yo dieter in the past. So I'm sure maybe I would have been frustrated by something and lost some weight, but probably I'd gained it back by now because I didn't have the tools that I have now to be able to sort of know what to do and know what my body needs and give it what it needs, whether that's, you know, rest that day or a healthy meal that day or a bagel (laughs) that day. You know what I mean? I think I would have probably been stuck in sort of just the little yo-yo dieting thing that I've done all through my, my teens and my early adulthood. Whereas now this is the most steady lifestyle path that I've been on. Uh, so I'm I'm just so grateful that I found you. I don't know. We could tell 
the listeners how I found you. Yeah. It was Lara, a friend of yours, right? It was was my friend Lara originally, but I was somewhat interested in hypnotherapy before I found you. So I think it was kind of serendipitous that my friend had said, I have a hypnotherapist that I'm starting to see because I had honestly thought that hypnotherapy or like the good ones were just for the rich and famous, to be honest with you. I had listened to this podcast that had a hypnotherapist that wrote for Poosh, which was Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle mm-hmm. brand. And I was listening to what she was saying. And I was like, gosh, this woman seems legit. And I remember looking her up. And I was like, I want to talk to her. And, <laughs> and I felt like it was just like for the rich and famous. And I was like, I guess I, I just can't do this. And then yeah, my friend shared your Instagram page with me and I was like, wow, this is somebody that I can actually like hit up and talk to. And she seems really legit. And I think I DM'd you and that's just, yeah. And the rest is history. I'm actually glad you, you touched on that because I wanted to hear your take on what you thought hypnotherapy was Mm -hmm. when you came to me versus what do you think of it now? Or how is it different? Were you surprised? Were you expecting something else? Cause I know this is a question that a lot of women have. Yeah, no. And I think it's important to talk about when I share experiences with my friends, they're like really, really surprised. I always thought of hypnotherapy as sort of like repeat after me, you know, and And there's a little bit of that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, certain cheesy mantras, or we think of stage hypnotherapists who make people do silly things, which Mm -hmm. I think just gives like such an, a, a, a bad rep for such an amazing practice. Yeah. But I I also, I, I guess I wasn't super sure what to expect, but I wasn't expecting what I got. Once I was able to experience hypnosis, I felt incredible calm when we have our sessions. A lot of times I feel when I end our session with you, like I've just woken up from a really good nap. I feel super refreshed. And then during the sessions themselves, I don't go this deep every time, but there have been times where I I almost feel like my brain is spinning in my skull, which can sound a little scary, but I'm fully aware of what's going on the entire time. But it's almost, it's it's like not an out-of-body experience, but I think I'm that relaxed and that deep in thought that that's just how it feels for me. And then so that's like a physical sensation that I personally feel. But then I think something that's important that a lot of people don't know about hypnotherapy is, and I don't know like if this happens with your other clients, but I actually don't repeat or say anything out loud during our session. So like while you're guiding me and you're so good at giving people those visualizations, I think because you're so good at helping me paint a picture in my head, I don't necessarily need to even say anything out loud. And I think a lot of times you don't even ask me what thoughts came up or what I saw. It's that that's sort of just for me. Internal. Yeah. It's your process. Yeah. You get to have that's yours. Yeah. And I thought that initially it was going to be you talking me through something and then you saying, what do you see? And me repeating it back to you and a little bit more clunky than it actually is where it's very much so you sort of guiding me through my own stuff that's going on in here. And I'm just very much inside my head. So that was a huge surprise to me because that's something that I never expected at all. Yeah. I love that. And it's really important because it's, it's your experience. I try not to hijack your experience because you are most suggestible to yourself. And so if you want to create change, 
I guide the imagery, but your subconscious is going to bring up what it wants to bring up and allow that to kind of heal and move through it. I'm not doing the work for you. I'm just your guide. Mm -hmm. You're doing it. Yeah. And the more you tap into that space, the easier it gets to tap into that space. And you have the recordings from our session. So I'm sure you've done it before where you listen and you tap into that space way quicker, the more you practice it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it teaches you how to get there on your own, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to hear everyone's experience is a little bit different. And I thank you for being so honest and just sharing your story exactly as it is with myself and with our listeners and for your inspiration and all that, all the change that you've created, helping others see that they can do the same, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And yeah, if I can do it, trust me, if this is something that I can do, then this is absolutely achievable for others as well. And so I just think you're going to be able to help so many people with this podcast, help them be able to find you or find a hypnotherapist that works well for them and be able to make such amazing changes in their lives. It's such a cool tool. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. If you are ready to build a body you love by getting to the root of your health with one-on-one hypno coaching, schedule a free 30-minute consultation call at the link below, and you and I can talk about how to get results in your body that will actually stick. Or take a small, simple step and just join the Happy Body community. So if you click the link below, you'll get immediate access to my private members only podcast, which includes mind training episodes and the hypnosis starter pack with guided sessions designed to help you lose weight, lower stress and get healthy for life in just a few minutes a day. And all of this is accessible right from your favorite podcast player. How cool is that? So just click that link below and I'll see you inside the membership.